Caribbean style to me thing. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Welcome, everyone. This is Michaela of the Style and Vibes podcast, and today I am introducing a brand new segment. You guys know that I share, you know, what I'm styling on and vibing to, but now we're adding the look of spice to the ting. We have my good friend, Sin, of Caribbean Style File. She's going to get, I'm going to give her her full intro very quickly, but I wanted to share like what you guys can expect from us. We'll have her contributing once a month on the podcast, just sharing, and we'll be discussing like some fashion tips, anything that's happening from a Caribbean fashion standpoint. And today we are talking about the Jamaican flag colors. But first, we have to give Sin her full intro. So welcome, welcome, Sin. Thank you so much for having me, Michaela. And I am so honored to be a part of your amazing platform, Style and Vibes. I know this has been your baby for so long. And I remember when you first in, um, invited me to come and talk at the digital, the digital, di- Caribbean the digital, digital divas. Yes, yep. Caribbean digital divas. Yep. Yep. And yep. that was one of my very first um, public speaking engagements or appearances and I was like I cannot believe this lady's asking me to come and speak to people but it was such a it was such a joy and to, to know years later almost what like seven four, years later maybe no has it four? been that long Jesus yeah. it, it might be like four or five yeah four, maybe, okay, was, four or five years that was later, 2014 oh, okay 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So years later, you know, we're here and I'm talking to you on your podcast. Congratulations on it. I know that it's something you. that is very close to your heart and it's been nothing short of amazing. Thank you. I'm Thank happy you. to be a part of it. And I know you've been like dripping this Caribbean style file stuff for the last, <laughs> I, would, I would say like a good year. But you know what, what, what I love about you in particular is you've really just grown in the Caribbean fashion space here in New York. And I know you have some really exciting things that you're working on and you're really supportive of designers. You've done fashion shows, you've had your own website. And now that you're really coming into this curation space, I'm so excited and I'm glad we could collaborate on this. This is exciting. Thank you so very much. Yes, I have been an advocate, very passionate about Caribbean fashion, um, not only here in the diaspora, but also back in the um, in the islands. Mm-hmm. I strongly believe that our Caribbean designers can stand along with all the Italian designers, the Parisian designers, the American designers. All we need is the platform. And that is what Caribbean Style File is just about. We're about empowering culture. And what that means is ex- empowering, exposing, and inspiring these Caribbean, these Caribbean designers here in the U.S. and also back home, just giving them the outlet, you know, arming them with what they need to um, be seen, what they need to be heard, and what they need to, to grow. You know, we're, we're trying to build a bridge between the fashion worlds um, globally, Mm-hmm. And we're starting out with this little Caribbean style file. For years, I have put on plenty of fashion shows. I know McKinley's been to a few mm-hmm. where we do just that, where we showcase these designers, help to get them placed in um, certain boutiques here in the um, in the diaspora, in New York City, and the tri-state. And now we're moving um, or expanding our arms to, we're going to start in Jamaica, and we have been working, been on the ground working 
tirelessly with designers and we're going to be bringing them over to the U.S. and getting them placed and, you know, and not, we're not just staying in Jamaica, we're branching out to the region. So we'll be in Barbados, Trinidad, we're going to be just anywhere where fashion is and where fashion has a home, we're going to be there. We're going to be helping to educate and to empower and to we really want to build an infrastructure. So when you get that, um, the, 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 so we can no longer just look at the made in China or the made in Italy, but we look at made in Trinidad or made in, or made in the Caribbean and have that sense of pride. And we pour into the Caribbean because the same way we can run and go buy a Gucci, we need to go and buy a flower child. We need to go buy a, um, a, Oh my God, there's so many designers. If mm-hmm. I start calling names, I'm going to forget. But yes, we need to be arming these persons. We need to be honoring them. We need to be empowering them. And that is exactly what my little soapbox is about. And that's what Caribbean Style File is. It is grown from many different stages. It, I think we started out as Fashion Rocks. Then it went to Irie Fashion Stage. Yep. I even, yeah, I, I started um, an online site called Signature 78. So I've been doing this. I have been doing this. I've been doing this. I've been failing forward, I call it, like just kind of, you know, figuring out where I need to be, what what problems need to be solved. And I think I've kind of found it. And, you know, I'm excited to bring South File to the to the world. We're hoping our launch date, we're hoping, fingers crossed, will be August 19th. And, you know, we will be trickling We'll be trickling um, in the very first few months, but we have a, a, a vast array of different things. We'll be shooting or exposing beauty, Caribbean beauty, Caribbean fashion, Caribbean lifestyle, Caribbean travel, Caribbean cuisine. We're going to run the gamut, but we are going to start with style. Yes, that's the cornerstone. Me like it. Me like yes. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this, yeah, this is it's gonna be so much fun. It I can hear it just how excited you are in terms I of am. just being able to have this creative space. I'm just really yeah. excited for you. So that's yes, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So what we are going to be doing today is uh, just really talking about um, one particular topic. And today the topic is black, green, and gold. So Sin is of Jamaican and Bayesian descent. Yes, Bayesian. Okay, yes. yes. yes um, so, and then oh, you guys already know me. I am a yard girl, true and true. And <laughs> so we're always... Um, you know, we just had Jamaica's Independence Day. Yes. Happy ago. birthday, Jamaica. That yes. was awesome. Yes. And eman- emancipation. emancipation. Yes. Yep. 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 So we kind of came up with the idea of talking about the, the flag colors. Cause I think mm-hmm. it's it's I think outside of, of, of Jamaica, I think maybe the US or red, white, and blue is kind of the comparable. But when you see black green and gold you know is jamaica like and people wear it even anywhere in the world yes Mm -hmm. and anywhere it's it's and for the most part of course a flag's colors is symbolic to the country but i think it's transcended beyond just representing the the country itself but Mm -hmm. really a cultural movement of of Mm -hmm. everything that is is Jamaican and it's not to be confused mm-hmm. with the Rastafarian flag colors. No, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, because just as right, just as equal and as um 
how the the Jamaican flag colors have um, transcended and are are in such a, on a global scale, same as the Rasta colors. That red, green, and gold really throughout the Caribbean and worldwide, wherever you go, you know you you know those colors, those yeah. those, those specific colors, the red, green, and gold, and the black, gold, and green. Yeah, and I think it's it's crazy that the small little island has two sets of colors that are so symbolic to its culture. Yes, so yes, why, why yes. do you think that that, how do you think that that has happened? And, and I, I kind of have some ideas, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, we can look at it like, like this. Let me, let me start with, um, I went to school here in New York, high school here in New York, middle school, everything here in New York. And when um, in middle school, it was not cool to be known that you were from the islands. At that point, that which was like in the um, in the late eighties, you were you were, you came off a banana boat. You and your accent was uh, was ridiculed. It just wasn't the cool thing, right? But as you went to and I, as I went to high school in the nineties, an explosion happened. A huge three sixty happened because that was the coolest thing when you had. Um, a Shaba Ranks, um, a Super Cat, a Shaggy, when these they, these mainstream artists with reggae music, were with dancehall music, were getting major label deals and donning the flags, the black, green, and gold. And then as as I walked around like my neighborhoods and stuff on Jamaica Avenue, if anybody knows Queens, New York, like the, the, the patty shops and the, the, the salons just flying their flags, right? The culture itself, it, it caught on like wildfire with such a love and a pride. Those colors represent pride, right? Those colors rep- represent a culture that is just so explosive and just so infectious that um, I believe that, you know, as, and then as the years went by and the music and the food and the culture was able to become mainstream by these artists and these celebrities and these trailblazers, you know, people, we're able to fly these flags and just walk around with these colors any given day in the nineties, even to today. Now you can, you can see a little man with him red, green, and gold belt, right. Hanging out on his mesh marina and make sure and make them best believe that back pocket had that black, the black, green, and gold colors. It represents strength. It symbolizes courage. It symbolizes the power of the people. It symbolizes just who we are and coming from where we're coming from gaining independence and just all the different um, adversities that we've had to go through. You know, it, it's, it's, it evokes a sense of pride to see these colors fly high. And I mean, when you look at a, like a Usain Bolt, who whenever, wherever, Usain, Shalian, there's so, oh my God, there's so many people that whenever they go on the world stage, they never forget them on um, that little island. You call it a little island, but what I'm saying, look about with Talawa, mm. that is exactly what those colors, as small as we are, we have the loudest voice. Right or yes, wrong? Yes, yes, yes. And that load, comes I'm from proud. those colors. Yeah, load and prone. And that comes from those colors. Those colors evil, evoke us to this day, wherever I go, right? Whenever I see a flag or this particular flag, mind you, yes, I am Beijing and I am I'm also I have Jamaican blood. But when you see the the pride that comes from when people see that particular flag, it is nothing short of humbling. It's amazing. And I am so proud to be a part of just all of it. 
Yeah. You know, and then also with my background in music and radio, whenever we're able to represent, um, represent, and you know, Jamaica is just such a is a movement, it's a powerhouse to be able to don those colors and fly our flag high in a very positive way. I mean, black, green, and gold any and every day. Every every day. I, I think the, the music the music definitely had a lot in it and I and for as you said sure. as you said for even sure. as the culture became more popular in you know larger cities especially here and and then globally um now you can see other people carrying our flag and yeah at one point it's kind of like wait what am I? and they're like waving it with the same amount of pride that we have yeah because yeah. they have such a love and affinity for the culture. Yeah. But even when you go into like, you know, Jamaican restaurants, the colors are there. You go into like a store, you see all mm-hmm. the souvenirs, the colors are there. It's very, very mm-hmm. prominent throughout the culture. And it, and it has it become such a wearable piece in terms of all the colors being combined. Cause you can wear the cup mm-hmm. colors separately and no one would think anything of it. But the right. moment you combine all of those colors together, they have become so synonymous with, mm-hmm. with, with the culture and the country. So we talked about a few items, but what, what is, is some of your favorite instances where black, green and gold are used? I have my personal favorite. I'll share after you. So, all right. Irie Jam, along with Reebok, Reebok Grand Prix, and I believe the year was 2008. Don't quote me. Don't kill me. I could definitely Minoa, be exactly. And the year before you see yeah. tickets. Yes, Minoa. Yeah. The, 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 no, no, it was at the year. We hosted the Reebok Grand Prix, I believe. It was, I think this at was Randall's the, Island. Randall's Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was the very first year that I okay, seen okay, okay. him run. I yes. seen him run. Yeah. Right? Um... And so I'm in, I'm in production mode. So I'm not really focusing on track and field. I know nothing about track and field at this point, at that point. Um, but, and I feel like I was outside the stage, maybe in the platform areas doing work. And I just heard this roar. And I, and I ran in to see what the commotion was. And he had just um, ran, I believe the number was 9.72 or something in that, and it was a 10, the 100 meter, something like that. And then the man took out the flag and he did his pose. Mm-hmm. And just the, the roar that came from the crowd, mind you, seeing it on TV when you're watching him on the world stage and actually being in the stadium are two very different fields. Yes, yes. Two very different emotions. Yep. Like, people are crying, high-fiving, hugging, bag of excitement, pure excitement. And that, to me, um, was, like, one of my most favorite, like, memorable instances. And now, anywhere he goes and, um, and he carries it is amazing. But me being able to witness that firsthand is, hands down, one of my favorite instances. For sure, for sure. It's actually one of my favorite moments too. But I remember after he uh, took the record for the fastest, there were a lot of brands that kind of wanted to work with him. And specifically Mm -hmm. Puma approached Mm -hmm. him and they did uh, the, I remember the commercial that they filmed in Jamaica where he was like Mm -hmm. running through different key areas in the country yes. and then they were yes. playing elephant man all out and then yes. i immediately bought myself a pair 
Um, tra- me not run track. Me can't run, yeah. but me not run track. Me walk, but me buy my track sneakers. And to this yeah. day, I still have it. And my my daughter, who is like obsessed with Jamaica as much as I am, she's like, "Can you save these for me? Because I can." I was no, absolutely. That is something to be handed down. like, Can I don't get rid of them? Because I, I I want them. So I I I can't fit them. You know, <laughs> when when the time I bought them, you know, my feet have grown since then. But I was just. Yeah. Like, it's so interesting that now she kind of wants that. And I, and I think even now they still have a lot, like a corner. So every time, you know, he runs, they have like this cornerstone for just Jamaican apparel. So I think mm-hmm. it's a really a good uh, representation and it's a good marriage of, of sports and, and co- cultural representation since it was the Olympics. So definitely that was mine as well. Lord God, how we have the same one. Oh, well, see, that's a big one. That's a big one. And, it, and, it, and there's so much of that. And as you speak to your daughter, um, who is now wants, you know, wants the shoes because she now understands and sees, you know, who Usain is and yes. Yes. what he's about. I'm reminiscing on just the, the summer program that I run and the kids, whenever, well, mind you, these are all American, you know, first, first second generation children. And um, they they come for four weeks and we, you know, we talk about where they come from and the majority of them were from Jamaica and the sense of pride that they have not really being from there, you know, not really understanding, but knowing that they come from there, you say Bolt, you know, Bob Marley, there's, there's this spark now coffee is a big deal for them yes, you know just yes, seeing the you and, yes. and just and is that's why i think it's like so how important to also make sure that the youth that are coming up today understand the importance and the pride that flows through their dna you know i i, I call it for me it's like one of my superpowers having the caribbean blood um running through my dna it's so important that we make sure that these kids know where they come from and how these islands play such a huge um part in who they are the mark they're gonna make in the world and they have to how they have to carry themselves and represent themselves because it's not just them alone and their families but they're also representing islands the caribbean islands yep specifically we're thinking we're talking about black green and gold so jamaica we are top ball but yes we love with pride and you must walk with it so that's 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 exactly what it is i think and i think it'll continue to transcend and Mm -hmm. especially like generation to generation like the colors are very meaningful and and even with the you know the program that you're doing and making sure that they understand the reasoning behind it i think Mm -hmm. it makes their their blood right their you know their birth right um you know representation that much more meaningful to to Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. as well as to everyone else they can teach Mm -hmm. a thing to the people that are around them when i know about the culture you know Yeah. yeah they're definitely ambassadors but that wraps our little segment. I'm excited to even have started this. Thank you so much, Sin. And no, thank uh, you. Met the people that know where they can find you. So I can be found um, on social media, particularly. I'm not really a Facebook girl, but I do have Facebook. IG um, at Irie Sin. Irie, everybody know how to spell Irie. Irie Sin, and my name is S Y N, not S I N. Um, or at Caribbean Style File, and File is um, spelled P H Y L E. That's at Caribbean Style File. Um, and yeah, or at Irie Jam Radio. 
Thank you so much. I'll put all of her info in the show notes so you guys can follow her and keep up with her and make sure you guys check out more from Caribbean Style File. And that is our style segment for the podcast. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I really just wanted to share a lot about who Sin was, what her background was, and give you just a little taste of what we're going to be presenting to you guys in our new segment, Caribbean Style File Meets Style and Vibes. So make sure you guys follow her on social as well as check out her website and stay tuned for her launch as well as more collaborations with the two of us in future episodes. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps.